if you can sometimes just kind of sense yourself going through the motions and crave a life lived by design, not by default, today's episode is for you. Welcome back to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. Today's guest, Kate House, can be found during the day running around her small town of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania with her two boys as a stay-at-home mom and wife to her college sweetheart. And by night, she hosts the Live by Design Podcast. She's also a health coach, an educator, a meditation enthusiast, and creator of the Live by Design Collective. It brings me so much joy to be able to talk to Kate because she speaks just in this way that exudes kindness and love and encouragement. And she does that both through her social media in this episode of the Beyond Leadership podcast and on her own podcast. Um, She's really someone who will empower you and encourage you to take one step each and every day in the direction of your dreams. That sounds like something that you are craving in your life. Today's episode is for you. You're listening to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski. It is my purpose in life to use the lessons I've learned from more than a decade of leadership experience in everything from business to politics to nonprofit and the military to help you become the leader you've always dreamed of having. Whether you lead a network marketing team, a Bible study, a global brand, or a family of four, every week I'm going to walk you through tangible ways to grow your influence and make your vision a reality. So if you're ready to drop the burnout and bullshit strategy you've been fed and design your own aligned leadership style, you're in the right place. Let's go. All right, Kate, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me here. This is such a pleasure. I know. I'm I'm really excited for this conversation. Like Even in our just couple of minutes talking before we hit the record button, I can tell this is going to be a great conversation. Um, so why don't you go ahead and tell me and tell the audience a little bit more about you, like some of the stuff that maybe didn't make the bio. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Kate House, and I am the host of the Live by Design podcast. And there is nothing I love more than encouraging anyone, but women specifically, to really live by design and not by default. And I kind of had this realization In my own personal life, I was like a perfectionist growing up, very much like the A-plus student, people-pleasing, and that got me only so far. And then I got to to be 25 years old. I was a few years post-graduation from my undergrad, and I was – on the outside, it looked like I was successful. I I was doing everything I was, quote, supposed to be doing, and I was wildly unhappy. And I realized I was living my life to please, you know, my parents or uh, societal expectations or, or whatever that might be. And I, but I was unhappy. And I had this moment where I was having these like stress nightmares about my work email crashing. And I had the best <sighs> colleagues in the world, but I was just like, I was just unfulfilled. And I was spending my days doing work that I just felt like 
I was like, what am I even doing this for? Like, what, like, what am I doing with my life? I had, and so I jokingly call it my like quarter life crisis where I was just like, I can't keep going like this. And, and when I finally realized no one was going to come save me, like nobody was going to be like, Hey, Kate, I think you need a change. You know, I, I had to decide that for myself and, and then take action and realize like, okay, I need to, I need to have some healthier habits in my life because I was coping by eating delicious comfort food, but not really moving my body from a place of joy. And I wasn't sleeping well. And, um, I wasn't pouring into my friendships the way I wanted to and things like that. And, so at 25, I, I left my like nine to five career and I became a full-time yoga teacher because I loved yoga and I just wanted to be with people. I wanted to be like in the studio, moving our bodies and just like sharing in space together. And that was so magical for me. And that was my first taste of like, oh, I, I really have to spend my time doing something that I love, not because somebody expects me to do it, but because it's just something that speaks to my soul. And I love that. And I think we see so much of that, um, not before three years ago, but really like in the past couple of years, we see more and more and more of exactly what you're talking about. People leaving uncomfortable or unfulfilling positions, relationships, jobs, because we're starting to realize like, it doesn't have to be that way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly right. And then this this really cool thing happens when you start to live, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So I have the the hindsight now of it's been eight years since I made that decision to leave corporate America and kind of make my own path in the world. And when you start to live in alignment with your sense of purpose, these beautiful things start to happen. Like for me personally, I just started to feel so much more energetic and like vivacious and like Not to say that every day there's like unicorns and rainbows and butterflies around me, but I just feel, I just, I wake up with like a sense of joy and a sense of purpose for my day. And the cool thing that I found too in starting to pursue what I was really passionate about is that I like built my self-confidence muscle slowly, slowly, slowly over time. And I'm still a work in progress, but I've, I've really tried to harness this idea of of showing up perfectly imperfect because I struggled with perfectionism Mm -hmm. for so long and it just held me back from doing anything because I was worried that if I couldn't show up perfectly, it wasn't worth showing up at all. And I finally got mostly past that. (laughs) And I've, I've since become a health coach. And then I started my podcast and, you know, a very 2020 thing to do 2020 rolled around. And I was like, well, I can't coach clients in person and I can't teach yoga in person, but I could be a podcast host and I'd wanted to do it forever. And I was just like, well, it's now or never. <laughs> like I just got to do it. But yeah, this cool thing happens when you just start to to listen to that inner intuition and just take those little steps like one day at a time. Okay. So I'd like to back up a few years here and ask you a couple questions. One, what did you go to college for? Oh, this is hilarious. So I went to school. I was a fine arts major. So I spent four years. It was a liberal liberal arts college. And so I took courses all across the curriculum, but I primarily painted. So like a very creative uh, major. And then you went into what you called corporate America. So what field were you in in corporate? I worked in higher education. Okay. So very – I mean still – 
people education oriented, something mm-hmm. that, you know, right, is going to make your parents proud. Totally. And then you <laughs> totally. left. Yeah. And they're like, you're going to be a what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I got that one too. Um, so how did you, so you left, how did you figure out what it was that, you know, that it was yoga at the time? Like, how did you find that thing that sparks joy? Because I think that's one of the things that a lot of people struggle with. Like they want to go be fulfilled. They want to do something better and meaningful and that brings them joy and makes them happy. But what in the hell is it? (laughs) Yeah, I love that question so much because I think for me, when I think back to the season when I was, when I was burnt out and I was working really hard and um, I hadn't come to that realization yet of like, nothing changes if nothing changes. And when I'm not changing, I'm actually choosing. And, and so I was in this really hard season and there was a yoga studio like in between my work and my home. And I was just like, you know what? I mean, I'm flexible. This is what I thought yoga was at the time. I was like, well, I like to move my body. And it's heated yoga at the time I lived in the suburbs of Chicago and it was very cold in the winter. And I was like, sitting in a 90 degree room sounds awesome. (laughs) So I just, I like listened to that little thing in my brain that was just like, why don't you just go check it out? Like see what it's all about. And and then it became so much more than that. I, I got on my mat and it helped like the monkey chatter and that constant just loop of thoughts and anxiousness in my brain started to settle. And then I got on my mat and I started moving my body more. And then I started to feel stronger and like a little bit more confident in myself. And I'd get on my yoga mat. And then after class, I'd talk with the other people in the studio and I was starting to make friendships and connections um, in a place where I'd only ever, I'd only lived there for a couple of years. I didn't know a ton of people yet. And so it was kind of that just like I listened to that little thing in my brain that was like, this might be good for you. And then I just went all in. And then this really funny thing has happened in my life a couple of times where I've I've had that, I don't know whether it's intuition or your inner guidance or whatever, but I'll have this thought of like, I think I want to be a yoga teacher. Um, and I didn't say it to anybody because <laughs> I was like, that sounds ridiculous. Like I went to school for art. I'm working in higher ed. Like, why do I think I should go be a yoga teacher? Like that doesn't make any sense. And then one day my husband, like a couple months later was like, you know, babe, I, I think you might be a good yoga teacher. And I was like, holy crap. Awesome. Cause that's what I want to do with my life. And then <laughs> it's so funny how that happened and and as soon as somebody (laughs) spoke that out loud I was like I felt like validated like okay yeah maybe that is something I could go do and and then again it happened with podcasting I I had been thinking about it and it was kind of like on my heart for months and and but I had a little baby and then a toddler at the time I was like why do I think starting a podcast with a an eight-month-old who's still nursing all the time and a two-year-old running around like why does that that's not a good idea, right? Like I kept trying to talk myself out of it. And then my best friend texted me out of the blue one day and was like, you know, Kate, I think you should start a podcast. And I was like, okay, universe. <laughs> like, I'm just going to start listening when those, I when hear those right? Like when those things pop up, like you see the yoga studio or somebody texts you or like something keeps coming across your path. Like sometimes it's like you read it in a book and then you hear it on a podcast or you see it on a documentary or something. And you're like, why is this thing continuing to show up in my path? For me, I've learned that those are the times I have to kind of pause and be like, what am I, what do I need to learn in this situation? Or what do I need to evaluate? Um, 
But my biggest advice is just to start small and with like no expectations. Like when I went to the yoga studio for the first time, I never had the expectation of I'm going to leave my job and become a full-time yoga teacher and manage a studio. My hope was like, I hope I go to this class and I walk away feeling a little lighter and brighter than when I started. And then you just create the space for it to grow into something bigger from there. Mm. So you talk about, you know, listening to that voice, whether it's, you know, intuition or the universe, whatever it is, but doesn't it kind of feel like we are like conditioned to ignore it? Mm. Like yes. put your head down and do the thing that you're supposed to do, right? Which is kind of where we can start talking about societal expectations and how they're complete and utter BS. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, but sister. We've been conditioned to ignore essentially our intuition. And so when we're told, listen to your intuition, you know, what is your body telling you? What is, what are you feeling? We don't know. So how do we get past that part? Yeah. You know, for me, the biggest thing was um, was making time to get quiet, which sounds a lot easier than it actually is, at least for me in a season with a four-year-old and a three-year-old. I'm like, quiet. What is that? I'm always being touched or talked to by somebody. But for me, it's just like making time to go for a couple walks each week by myself, like without my phone or without my headphones and just to like be in my body to be like, be where, like, be where my feet are really just like breathing and being present. Um, for some people that might look like having a meditation practice or a journaling practice. And, and I think part of it too, is just like slowing down enough to just notice, like, I think we've gotten so used to feeling stressed and anxious all the time that we think the, like the tight chest and the like kind of upset stomach is just like normal <laughs> and maybe it doesn't have to be. <laughs> and so maybe the first step really is just developing that awareness of like, how does my body feel? How does my mind feel? How does my heart feel? And if something feels off, start to kind of dig into that, whether that's talking to somebody about it, like, like a therapist or talking to somebody who's a professional or talking to your best friend or making time to just be with yourself and just giving yourself space. I feel like we're so busy and we're constantly getting input and there, there's something kind of beautiful that happens when you just slow it all down, even if it's like 10 minutes by yourself. Mm -hmm. And then when you figure it out and when you get to slow down, the way that you keep it, I know you love to talk about habits yeah, and specifically yeah. about keystone habits. So how do habits play into, you know, keeping and maintaining this, this peaceful picture of our lives. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I like this saying, and I wish I knew who to attribute it to, but the saying of how you spend your day is how you spend your life. And so mm. I think I think we can all say things like, I want to write a book or I want to be a podcast host or I want to be a leader or I want to own my own company or whatever it is. But it's all just words until we actually do something. Until our day, the way we spend our time actually reflects things that are in support of that, that goal or that desire. And for me, that's where habits really come in. So for example, I host my podcast and I'm a health coach and I host a women's collective every month and I work every day from 4.30 to 6.30 during weekdays. And that's a habit of mine because my husband works full time. And as soon as he finishes work, he works from home. 
He comes downstairs and I'm like, here are our children. I love you. I will see you at dinner in two hours. And I go down to my basement office here and I work for two hours. And is it easy to work from 4.30 to 6.30 after a full day of parenting? No, but I love what I do and I feel a sense of purpose and a sense of identity, which we'll get to in a minute, around this work that I do. And so because of that, I'm able to stay in this habit of just keep showing up and investing this time and energy into this thing that I believe in. So when it comes to habits and really listening to your intuition and and creating a life by design and not by default, which is what I'm all about, a keystone habit is such a great way to do that because if I had to define a keystone habit, I would say that it is the, the most important habit of your day because it sets up everything else for success. So almost imagine like you have um, – bunch of dominoes set up you know like when you're a kid and you set up dominoes and you like click one over and they all go like Mm -hmm. click 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 and it's so fun um so your keystone habit is the very first habit of your day it doesn't have to be done exactly right when you wake up for me it is my morning routine is my keystone habit but it could be a workout for you it could be um, a morning smoothie where you like you, you eat something that fuels your body really well and then you feel really good and then from that place of feeling really good you continue to make positive or healthy decisions for your day. Um, But the keystone habit sets everything up for success because you're going to ground your keystone habit in an identity. So for me, my identity is like, I am a person who is purposeful with her time. And so then what does that look like? That looks like waking up and carving out time in the morning for my gratitude practice, to move my body, um, and to meditate. And does it happen every single day? No. <laughs> like I have little humans, you know, life happens. Um, but my husband and I trade off 30 minutes in the morning with each other so that we both have time to start our day intentionally. And that's what my keystone habit is. But your keystone habit, it's that first domino that falls. So I do my morning routine and then I show up as more patient parent and I show up as a more present partner for my husband. And because I've started my day in this positive way, I feel more energized. And so then maybe I, I choose to eat something that's a little bit healthier or we choose I choose an activity with my kids that's fun and active. And it just continues this domino effect throughout my day of of goodness. Um, and that, yeah, that's where the keystone habit really comes in. So you're telling me that if I stop hitting the snooze button every morning, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to change my whole day. <laughs> it's Obviously crazy. something I know, right? <laughs> but as a perpetual snooze button hitter. I I get it. I know that when I don't and when I get up and actually allow myself the time to go through my morning routine, I do feel better. I feel calmer throughout the day. I'm more, I'm more present at work, more present with my kid, like whatever it is, I'm in it. Um yeah. So, I guess for people like me <laughs> who need to start small, like yeah. what's your best advice? Yeah, I love that question because I I so feel you there. Like I used to be a snooze person forever and and I still fall back into it, right? There are times when I'm like, gosh, like when my kids were young and teething or something, there were so many times when I would just, I would fall out of my morning routine habit because I was like, I'm just so tired. (laughs) But then I'll have that moment where I'm like, okay, like I can do this again. And so the the two things I would recommend is the first thing you want to do is identify, I call it an identity-based change statement. So anytime you tie your identity to a habit or a routine, 
it becomes so much more important to you than just like, I want to wake up early. Like, for example, you could say, well, I want to wake up early because I know it makes my day start better. But that's not like a very strong why. Um, But if you say something that's identity-based, like, I am the type of person who prioritizes their own health. I am the type of person who prioritizes Mm -hmm. quiet time with themselves. I'm the kind of person who prioritizes being a patient parent or a present partner, right? And those are the things I have to draw on on the days when my alarm goes off and I'm like, please, no, <laughs> please let it not be 6 a.m. Right How now. is it 6 a.m.? <laughs> like, why is my watch <laughs> vibrating? This is awful. <laughs> but then I, I draw on those, I draw on those, those identity-based change statements to really remind myself why it is that the best version of myself last night set this alarm for the morning. And then and then you you form your keystone habit around that. So your keystone habit might be you wake up and you go for a walk or it could be you wake up and you cook a healthy breakfast. Some people love to work out in the morning. Um I don't like to do hard workouts in the morning, so I might do a little yoga. Um but I'm not like doing a super sweaty activity in the morning. It's more of like quiet time for me. Um But the thing that I would suggest that people do, and I learned this from Mel Robbins, this is probably not new to anyone who's listened to personal growth and development type podcasts in the past, but she has this five second rule and she actually uses it as an example in the morning specifically with the snooze button, which is why it came to mind. And she tells you to visualize like a rocket ship in your mind's eye and you lay there and you literally count down in your head, five, four, three, two, one. And then she tells herself like, blast off or you could tell yourself go um the one i use is actually like i say five four three two one healthy and that like motivates me to make decisions that i'm like do i want the ice cream at 8 p.m or should i like have a cup of really nourishing tea um sometimes ice cream is great and it totally is nourishing for my soul (laughs) but there are other times when i'm like maybe i'm maybe i don't need this maybe i just want something nourishing and that could be this delicious cup of tea and i'll tell myself 54321 healthy or 54321 um just blast off and it really does you can use that momentum to get yourself up and out of bed and and there's a whole there's like all sorts of brain science behind why this works but basically in counting down you get out of the the part of your brain that is hesitant or wants to stay comfortable or wants to stay exactly where it is. And it gives yourself permission to get into action. And the cool thing is, is that once you, you get up and you start that action, um, it carries forward, right? So like the hardest part is just getting out of bed. But once you're out of bed, it's like so much easier to just like go pour your cup of coffee and then like go do your gratitude practice or whatever that, that time looks Mm -hmm. like for you. Um, but I, that Mel Robbins trick, like the first thing I do is like identify why it is that this keystone habit is important to you and tie it to your identity in some way, very specifically. And then if you have a hard time getting started, count back from five and like blast yourself off because it sounds so, I mean, when I first heard it, I was like, whatever, Mel, like that's never going to work. And then I started using it in my own life and I was like, holy moly, this actually does help me. And then I use this, this countdown method throughout my day when I have choices of 4.30 rolls around and it's my work time, but maybe I'm feeling really tired that day. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe I just don't feel like working. And I'm like, five, four, three, two, one, just go downstairs. <laughs> like, just go to my office, sit down and set a timer for 10 minutes. And if in 10 minutes, I still feel this way, I'll reevaluate. But almost always after 10 minutes, you know, you get into the, your flow or whatever it is that you're doing. And then you're like, okay, I'm really glad that the best version of myself kind of pushed myself to do this. Mm-hmm. 
And I read the five second rule when mm. I was pregnant and it was literally the only way that I could physically get out of bed when yeah. I was pregnant. <laughs> you guys are so tired. Um, oh my gosh. So, like new level of tired. Yeah. <laughs> like in your bones. <laughs> Insane level of tired. And anyone who's a mom will completely understand. But I want to cue in on something that I almost missed that you've kind of hinted at or alluded to a couple of times now. The first time when you were talking about um, choosing the the healthy nourishing snack versus the ice cream, Mm -hmm. which you said was or can be nourishing to your soul. And then the the second time just now when you were talking about, uh, you know, going and pushing yourself to do something for 10 minutes, but then allowing reevaluation. And I love that you mention these things, especially as someone who's in the health and wellness space, because when we think healthy habits, when we think keystone habits, it's more than making sure you get in your workout and making sure you get in your green smoothie, right? Because there's this whole other facet to health that we as leaders oftentimes ignore. And that's our you know, mental well-being. (laughs) Because sometimes the ice cream is necessary. (laughs) And sometimes it's necessary to pivot your plan. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's so important for us. It can be so easy. And for me, growing up being very much like a perfectionist, um, all or nothing thinking was my go-to for the longest time. And so I felt like if I couldn't do something perfectly, I shouldn't do it at all. And if I, so and that applied to everything. If I couldn't um, choose to eat foods that bless my body, then it was like, well, throw in the towel and I'm just going to live on, on mac and cheese and chocolate chip cookies, which I love and I still eat, <laughs> but, but not all the time, right? Or this all or nothing thinking of, um, of just not even trying to do things that were hard because it was like, well, what, what if I look like an idiot and I try and I fail? Now I'm like, no, trying and failing is great because I've learned somehow not to do something or I've, I've learned a new skill along the way or I've, I've moved along my path. Um, and I, I think that giving ourselves grace and just being kind to ourselves is so important because if we can release this all or nothing thinking, if we can move out of these, these scarcity mindsets and move more towards growth and knowing that part of growth is not always getting it right, or it's, it's showing yourself kindness, right? Like we can be so hard on ourselves, like our own worst critics. And, and what if we were just nice to ourselves? Like what if you had that day where like, you know, I don't feel like going down to work at 4.30 and I get 10 minutes in and I'm like, I'm still not feeling it. Then like that might be a great day to go for a walk. And maybe when I go for a walk during my like quote work time, you know, something creative gets unblocked or I have an idea that I wouldn't have had otherwise, or, or it's just a moment just to breathe, right? Like Mm -hmm. there, there are these times I think we just have to, um, just have to be kind to ourselves. Brene Brown has this great line where she says that we should like speak to ourselves the way that we would speak to a friend. And that always really resonated with me because I'm like, wow, like sometimes my internal dialogue in the past was like, I would never say that to Sarah. You know, I would never say that to a friend. Like, so why do I think it's mm-hmm. okay to be that hard on myself? And and I think that's why it's important to give ourselves like hold ourselves accountable, you know, put these habits and routines in our lives that support reaching and working towards the goals and the things that excite us and the things that make us feel abundant and vibrant. 
but also knowing like we're humans and like we're not robots. Like you're going to have days when you feel tired or you're going to have days when when life is heavy. Um, like for example, like my brother passed away this summer. And so I'm in a season right now of learning to navigate what it means for me to to move through this grief process. But I also want to nurture myself and love myself well in this season. And and some days that means I show up and I do an interview and I'm so excited and I just, I feel so alive. Other times that means I have a day where I just need to dial it back and have some quiet time. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something really beautiful we can give ourselves is to, to continue working towards our goals, but also know it's okay if you have a day when you need to take a step back. Mm. Yeah. So important. And the way that you say it is is so beautiful. Like it's not all or nothing. It's not, I'm not immediately good at this. So I have to tell everybody that I don't like it, even though I secretly want to be good at it. (laughs) It's not, it's not any of that. It's trying and failing forward and admitting when we need a break, which if the pandemic did anything for us, I think that is one of the best things to come out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and giving yourself permission to just to just keep showing up. Like I I love to get this example. So when I started my podcast in like the summer of 2020, I bought my my nice microphone. I like took a course like how to how to host a podcast and I cuz I love to research. So I did all the research and then I was like, okay, I just have to take action. Like just be a little courageous and get a little gumption and just do it. And so I sat down in my basement and I recorded like four episodes for the show over a couple of nights. And I didn't realize at the time that I had the, I didn't set the input correctly on my recording. And so I was recording on my horrible quality laptop microphone, but I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to use these recordings because the likelihood of me getting the courage to do this all over again with the quote, right microphone, like it just wasn't going to happen. It it took so much courage to just show up and and sit there by myself, like, you know, nervous sweating in my basement, trying to record these episodes. And I was like, you know what? Like I showed up, this was the very best I could do with what I knew at the time. And I'm going to just celebrate that for what it is. And now I'm like 120 episodes in and like, yeah, I remember to use the right microphone, but I remember because I didn't for a while, you know, and sometimes you just have to laugh at yourself and just be like, well, that happened. And I'm really proud of myself for having the courage to try. And I'm even more proud of myself for continuing to grow from there, right? Like show yourself that grace and then continue to grow. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, Kate, thank you so much for joining the show today. Um, It has been a truly lovely conversation and I appreciate everything that you you gave to us about habits and about finding your flow and and really just figuring out what's right for you. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. It's always such a pleasure. It's my favorite part of, of hosting a podcast is getting to connect with women like you. So thank you so much for this time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook 
to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.